Good afternoon, my name's Andy and welcome to Talking Trade Live with On The Tools, the weekly live show where we discuss everything going on in the construction industry. And obviously at the moment, no one knows what's going on. The guidelines from Boris, our PM, on Sunday and then Monday afternoon were about as clear as the mud we work in. Now this is a good opportunity for you to get any Het up anger or thoughts or comments, get them off your chest, stick the comment in, and we're going to read out as many as we can uh, on the show today, which will be about half hour or so. Joining me today, we have a spark and a heating engineer. Andy Wilcox is the spark. And um, we also have Jack McGovern, who is the heating engineer. Good afternoon to you both. Now, first of all, um, Andy, I'll start with you. What were your feelings and thoughts on our delightful PM's announcements a couple of days ago? Well, we're all looking forward to it very much, aren't we? But um, I, I think I was, I was one of the odd ones. I, I, I thought it was, quite, it was quite clear. One of the things he did say, which confused me a little bit, was right back at the beginning when we were put down on lockdown, he, he said then that you, you, you can only go to work if you can't work from home. And they said that again this time round, as if it was a, a new thing. But for the whole thing, the, the whole lockdown, it has been. You can, you know, if you can't work from home, you can still go to work. So I don't know if anyone still if think that's a new thing. Oh, that's been in the whole time. I don't know what we all thought were on that. Yeah, well, I think with to me there was a lot of repetition, but also there was no definitive, clear cut direction. So the bits I picked up on were the fact that you should, which is not the most striking of words to use because it's ambiguous return to work uh, the two meters he said at one stage should still be adhered to but then he did mention on monday afternoon in the house of commons that if you can't adhere to the two meter social distancing there will be guidelines to read the problem is these guidelines have only been out on sunday they're not done yet so there's no trade unions no big firms that have read them and agreed them so jack what are your thoughts you you obviously seen the same as us were you as confused or were you well, what did you think? Because it's just a mess. And same as um, Andy, really. I'm kind of one of them where I'm in the camp of, I don't know, I don't think everyone should expect this to be just like a black and white issue. Um, I think there's a degree of common sense that we've all got to apply with, with going to work. And obviously we've got to look after ourselves and we've got a duty to look after others. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I'm, I'm not too held to the point where I'm sort of trying to bash the government all the time. I just think there's comment which need to try and apply common sense as best as possible and just follow the guidance that we have got. But like you said, the the, the guidance is very vague um, and can be interpret, interpreted in a number of different ways. So obviously that's why it's such a heated debate because everyone's got an opinion and they're even one camp or the other. And I'm trying to stay balanced either way, really. Andy, we, do you think it's too soon for people to be told to go back to work? Well, I, the problem with the trades is there's there's so many different jobs that we do. You've got completely massive building sites where you know hundreds of people work on, or you've got people like myself and I, I think like you guys who work in can come work in empty houses. So they're empty houses and houses where you haven't got any contact with people. That was not too soon. And, and, you know, throughout the lockdown, we we could have carried on working in those places if we're safe, but going to a place, you know, and I've, I haven't been on a big site for years and years, but um, I remember there used to be like canteens where hundreds of guys are in there all eating the sandwiches and the food, 
right in front of you, look like 10 people on a seat for five people that is that is too soon for that so it's a hard question to answer because for some scenarios no it's not too soon we, we could have carried on doing work like that throughout um but for some you know big sites where people are you know, using the same door handle for instance things like that walking at the same uh, safety railings then yeah i think that is it is a bit too soon at the moment well, it's funny, as soon as you said that, Steve Kelleher sent a message in. He just said exactly what you said, and I totally agree. He said there doesn't seem to be any knowledge of different, uh, the difference between site workers and domestic contractors, two yeah. completely different games. Jack, he's hit the nail on the head, hasn't he? Yeah, that is, that is a great point. I wish I came up with that, to be fair. But yeah, um, <laughs> the different set of problems. I mean, I'm, I'd work in domestic dwellings, so for me, it feels really easy to control my environment. But I suppose if I'm on a national site, yeah, and there's there's hundreds of people plodding about. I mean, it's not been years since I've worked on one as well. You, you've got a whole host of problems there. And I can only agree with Andy in saying that that seems a bit too soon unless, you know, there's a process in place which is absolutely nailed on. Well, Gareth Eller, he's just he's basically just said exactly what we were saying before we went live and that's he's a painter and decorator and customers don't want me in their properties or they're working from home which a lot of people are and can't have me there he's stuck in limbo and again you know steve kelleher now said it there's such a difference between domestic work that we all three of us do and your big sites there's got to be almost separate sort of guidelines for both both sides, if you like. And I think my my big bugbear with the government, you look at the housing minister, um, I did a bit of research on, well, I'm trying to get him on this show to explain it. He was educated at Cambridge University studying history. Now I've got to say, what the hell does he know about laying bricks or running cables or, or floating and setting a wall? And you've got people that are on the tools like us that know more. I mean, what I'm trying to get at is, don't you think Andy that, there should be more people that actually understand the difference between residential and your big sites actually making these rules because these clowns in suits they haven't got a clue yeah i feel that when they're when they're basically in the whole media anywhere when they talk about construction they've all got on their heads these massive sites with people with hard hats and high vis on that, that that's what they think about when they say the word construction uh, and like your uh, viewer just said then that there's nothing to pinpoint us, the people like us, domestic people are going into people's houses. And I did, I did print off. There's some, there are some government guidelines on um, this work that only came out a day ago, I think. And it does say, and they've actually got a section for working in people's homes as a tradesperson. And um, it does actually say, but only for essential repairs and, and maintenance. And that, that's down to the, the the person who's working to define what that what that actually is, because anything we can do can be classed as maintenance, isn't it? And um, it's got one for construction as well. And um, basically, they just say wash, wash your hands, and use hand sanitizer. Just to recap, this is Talking Trade Live with On the Tools. Uh, my name's Andy. We got another Andy uh, who is a Spark, and we've also got a heating engineer, uh, Jack, uh, joining me. We are discussing: is it too soon to go back to work? We're trying to plow through this vague, uh, ambiguous announcement from government about going back um so far the main points have been i think the most valid ones and that's two types we've got domestic home dwellings where the three of us seem to be doing most of our work and then you've got your big sites as well which is a totally different setup um we've now got a lot of people sort of saying mark airtime bat bradbury that's an interesting middle name mark i like it um he said he's a site worker 
Um, plus he's a spread. His wife's a key worker from home, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and he has to do confidential phone calls. They've got a four-year-old until the nursery opens. He can't go back to work if he wanted to. And like a lot of us, he's now getting desperate for cash. So the guidelines you read, Andy, essential repair and maintenance, we could really get any kind of works pushed into that category, couldn't we? Yeah, it's like um, they've got somebody to write the vaguest sort of paperwork ever. They, they, have got, they have actually got a list. It says who is allowed to go to work. They've got a list. And it says people that work in supermarkets, those in construction, manufacturing, labs, um, giving away takeaways and deliveries, but they've been carrying on all the way through. And then it comes to us, tradesmen, cleaners, and others that work in people's homes. So you could read that and think, oh, well, I can go and work in people's homes or whatever. But then it's only when you look in further deep into it, on, actually on a completely different page, um, that it says it, it should only really be for um, maintenance and um uh essential repairs so it is that that is the, con the confusing bit uh, and just one point on uh, two different types of people you do get two different types of customer as well and th there are other type of customer that say yeah. no way i'm not having you in my house that is it's really dangerous and any other type of customer who've been calling me this week um all right oh god we're desperate <laughs> we're desperate for this thing to be done can, can you come in or a job that you've priced before we want you to come now we're going to get someone else to do it. And yeah. when you're completely desperate for cash, because especially like we said earlier about being a sole director, because directors don't get any help from the government at all, um, you, you've got to make that decision in your head. Are you going to go and do that job or are you going to lose it to someone else that's going to take the cash? When you're desperate for cash, that is a blooming hard decision to make because yeah. it's horrible. Now, Jack, I, I, my big thing here, mate, I'm just listening to those guidelines, I saw them as well. Construction workers, supermarket workers, now, to me, supermarket workers are fairly similar in what they do. Construction workers, why not break it down? How can you say a spark is the same as a ground worker, landscaper, roofer? Do you think they actually need to maybe get someone in that knows what they're talking about? Because construction worker is, is about as clear as mud, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think they really do need to do that and just get that clarity on, um, yeah, what trade does what and how tra each yeah. trade works individually um and you know they can try and come up with this but there's there's millions of us out there doing it so uh maybe maybe get some of our opinions and try and implement that into the policy mark mulvey's got in touch he's just gone back to a large site this morning first day back he's in carlisle absolutely no social distancing whatsoever proper joke now I'm thinking it is too soon to go back because there's no clear guidelines from these big sites because the government haven't issued them to be signed off by the unions and the big firms. So the companies, national house builders, big developers are making their own up and forcing trades to sign them. And if they don't, on your bike, son, we'll get someone else in. So, Andy, do you, do you think we should have held off maybe another week or two until actually stuff was in place? Because Mark said he's gone back. and There's no social distancing whatsoever. So it's dangerous. I think I think they should have given them from from Sunday night. They should have given the, the the big house builders should have given themselves a week to come up with with a plan. Because if I was in charge of one of those big house building companies, I'd actually deep down be scared to death of letting these guys all come back about social distancing. And one of the the first thing I would do on a Monday morning or whatever day they come back is to put them in a room, obviously two meters apart, or get them to watch a video or something like that with, 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 a, with clear instructions of what they've got to do. You, you, you know, if you if you haven't had any training on anything or any information on anything, how are you supposed to 
to work to just because your mate john says oh yeah we're supposed to keep apart they have to have some official proper guidance on on what to do and we, we can we can we can blame the government all day for things like that but actually the the, the bosses of those those house building companies need to come up with their own guidelines probably the easiest way to do it is to come up with a, a video like all those horrible safety videos that we used to watch um, from the 70s uh, just given step-by-step guidance on what what they do and at least they've covered themselves then i would think jack um i'm just looking quickly through the comments apologies i can't read them all out it's great hearing from you all are we going back to work too soon andrew reddy jack has said far too soon for big sites a second wave would definitely uh, risk um a second wave sorry not sure what that means uh but he says not to mention you've got people like cleaners on big sites so what he's saying is he thinks it's too soon because boris has made it clear jack if we have a second wave we're back into lockdown again yeah yeah it's um i think the the biggest thing i've taken from this it sort of opened my eyes a little bit because you just get caught up in your own world don't you um but yeah construction sites they need to have some more more guidance on that i think um and yeah but i think andy's point earlier about having two type of customers resonates with me as well because i've sort of worked throughout lockdown um and obviously i'm looking after myself my own well-being my own safety but then obviously we're going in customers houses it's our duty to look after theirs as well and to be quite frank about it it's really 50 50 on people actually taking this serious and um you'll have one customer which obviously wouldn't even let you in their house and then you will have other customers which you know were quite happy to try and invade your space um when you when you're working in someone's home and that at the end of the day that's just a person it's a it's a homeowner it's a person that's the same person that's gonna be you know fronting up a national building site whatever that is and they've got their own moral compass on you know whether they should be back at work or not and that's the problem the government can bring out all these messages but people need to apply a bit of logic and a bit of common sense and take it seriously and i think that's the hardest bit for everyone to actually take hold of so that, and don't get me wrong the majority of people do take it seriously but i still think there's plenty of people out there which you know it's just it's not bothering them too much they're just carrying on as normal yeah I well, do. it's my own honest i do feel for danny bendel he's just got in touch first of all congratulations danny um his partner's due in five days <laughs> good luck mate yeah, well um, done, danny. <laughs> uh, he says he's self <clears throat> excuse me self-employed and usually Ivan shares with four others there's no way we can social distance um he's been at home and off since it started <clears throat> i've been hearing still people are three four abreast in a cab andy what happens if you can't get to work you're told to go to work and you share a van that's another thing they've not thought about yeah i know it's um it's quite public funny transport. how are you going to take your mixer as a brickie on public transport you know what are you yeah. going to do put your labor in it and push them on the tube i can't it's just nonsense i did get sent a funny message last night with a uh, it must be an indian guy on a bike and he's completely surrounded by bricks because Boris said to ride your bike to work um i saw a van yesterday and uh, there was there were three abreast in the front i'm getting four in that five in that van um and it, the the driver didn't have a mask on the guy in the middle did have a mask on and the guy by the window didn't have a mask on so obviously they thought the person sitting in the middle which is always the apprentice isn't it um had to wear the mask because he was he, he was the safest but that that that's not two meters is it i don't even think if you're sat if there's only two of you like in a transit van for instance i don't even think that's technically two meters between you of course you're in an enclosed cab yeah. anyway yeah 
So that and that is really hard. You, you can't do it in a van, can you? Just, especially when you're touching things and door handles, going to open the door on the side of the van if you're sharing a van. You're just you're just spreading stuff all the time. Oh, here's one for you, Jack. Um, Matt Seymour. He's um, said very true. I've had plenty of people blatantly lying about symptoms so they get their boiler fixed. Your thoughts on that, being <laughs> an engineer expert? Well, the boiler symptoms. Well, yeah, it's just like uh, when you have a customer call you up and say that they've got a uh, they've got water coming through the ceiling. You go there and it's a tiny little drip. It it it's uh, just human nature, I think. <laughs> but it does have a hundred pound call out there. <laughs> so yeah, but no with problem. things like this, it's then putting us under pressure. Is you know certainly for you guys, obviously a spark and a, a heating engineer. Um, you get calls like that. Are you Andy to start with? Are you, are you going to take that call and go? Shit, I've got to go out and see them quickly. Um, well, or are you going to be thinking, hang on, I know there's there's five kids running around that house and there's elderly people. I've got the Where perfect. Where you with your callouts? Well, yesterday I, I, I had to go to a call out for um, someone who's the fuse board kept tripping all the time. So I go into the house and we do all the social distance and stuff and uh, keep away from me. Um, I'm finding the fort, and the the lady comes and speaks to me, and she goes, "Oh, my, um, and we're talking about the coronavirus." She says, "Oh, my husband um, uh, had. We both had the virus, and my husband had it really bad." I went, All right, okay. How long ago was that? Oh, well, this was about six weeks ago. Now. But he went. He went to the hospital. He, he, he was coughing up blood, and um, his sats were only like seventy five percent. Bloody okay, okay. So, sort of working, sort of keeping my distance, well away from it. And at the end, um, when they both came in, I said, "Oh, I fixed that." I fix that. I find it. It was this and that. And the guy, the guy put his hand on my shoulder. Went, oh, thanks ever so much for that. <laughs> you think, crikey! You just, they just forget, forget that you know. Even if you've been in hospital coughing up blood, people forget about it. And I, I think a lot of the population have forgotten about how how deadly it is. Um, I broke that to you, by the way. Um, and people forget forget how deadly it is. And even that guy is out himself is tapping myself. Oh, thanks ever so much. Um, but when you go in there without knowing that that person's had it or any symptoms, it, it's quite hard, isn't it? I yeah. think it is, and so, I think it. Sorry, Jack, go on. I was just going to say, um, yeah, I, I think it's really important. Anyone watching this, if you are working in someone's house, make sure you're calling ahead and just asking a list of questions because you you do you that will happen if you've if you've been set off for a few weeks, you're hundred percent gonna gonna come into something like that, especially with obviously how far and wide it's spreading. So yeah. just protect yourself with that. I've got to say, Jack, I think it's a great point, but really, is this down to us with what's happening to make these questions up? We should be getting it from government in my eye, but it's a good point. One thing, we um, on the tools put out a um, a poll. Uh, are we? Is it too soon to go back to work? Huge numbers, 55 and a bit thousand replied. 62% have yeah. said yes. Um, lots of comments coming in. I'm just trying to find... Um, the best one. This is brilliant. It's from A13DVX. Again, great name. Um, <laughs> what about domestics? Can't visit my girlfriend, but can go and work in her house. Andy, it's true, isn't it? it that that is true. But like I say, in their in their guidance that you've got to search for and you know and do a pile of stuff, it does say for only essential maintenance and uh, essential. Repairs. She needs essentially maintaining. She could say that. You know, she's got a. Uh, you know, a, a, a drippy pipe. Got here. We go. We're going off on one here, aren't we? You know, <laughs> you know, we said it earlier that 
that people can categorically say something's essential works, maintenance, repair. And as Jack said, he went round with water pouring through a ceiling and there was a drip. So it, it, anybody can word it. It's essential. Um, I, I just think this is getting really nobody knows what's going on. Um, we're getting a lot of comments come in now um, saying that, that there is the odd site, which is um, adhering to the health and safety, which is good. I don't know where that health and safety's come from because um, it's not been agreed by government yet. But obviously the developers are doing it or the house builder, whoever it is. Um, just trying to read, sorry, apologies for everybody sending comments in. It's great that you're so enthusiastic with them. We can't read them all out. Um, here we go. Tim Mount, he's a mastic man. I love those guys because do you know what? You could pay me a million quid a day. I cannot do it for love nor money. So like finished it with my toe. Uh, he's going um, to work soon. His partner works for the NHS and he's been looking after his 19 month old daughter. We can't see family, so we're stuck for childcare. No guidance on what to do. Jack, it's another one, isn't it, That's mate? Nobody really knows what's going yeah, on. People with kids. Tragic, isn't it? It's, uh, I, I think we, we're getting a lot of comments come through. Please keep them coming in. Um, we, I'm trying to read through them all, but they're flying through. Um, Mark Lewis Hannon, um, he is kind of sitting between my two guests, Jack and Andy. He fits gas and electric meters, um, but he's insisting he's only doing outside meters. Is that a fair, it's a fair way of going, isn't it, Andy? I think so, yeah. I think that's, you're not going into the house, are you? I don't, I don't think you have to go in and test anything. So he's classed as one of the outside workers. This is one of the things on the um, on, on the guidance there. I think you have to um, purge and relight, though, wouldn't you? You're fitting gas meters. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, so he would have to go in. He'd have and... to go in to do that. Yeah. So. So I don't. I know it's 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 a difficult one because I think it all comes down to your own personal safety and what you're happy to do, don't you? But obviously, if you can't safely carry out your job to the letter of the law, so how are you supposed to do it? Then that's a conversation to have with your employer, or obviously make your own decision if you work for yourself. Well, Blake Evans, he works for Virgin Media. Thanks for the comment, Blake. Uh, he installs the backbone for system and blocks of flats. All the works in communal hallways, not in direct contact with residents. However, regularly, he's seeing residents coming in and out of the building. Should I go back to work? Is this considered to be essential works? Well, first of all, Blake, you want to speak to your boss or, or line manager, whatever they call it um, in Virgin. Um, I, I, I don't think you should, Andy. Do you? Well, I don't suppose we can really class that as essential. But then no. when we go back to our people twisting, you know, words, will someone in that block of flats say, oh, it's essential. I have a fantastic Internet connection because I need to speak to my doctor. And so, so. someone will always come up, like you said earlier, someone will always come away twisting it, making it essential or maintenance, don't they, I think. Claire Joblin, um, she's asked, can we have a link to the document you're referring to, please? Um, I will speak to all the amazing guys and girls that are on the tools and we'll get all the links we can put up for any guidelines. Uh, this is obviously something you can watch again if you're working or want to sort of um, watch it for a second time, take any notes. So we'll put links up because there are some links. Um, yeah, but just it. it's mud. So um, make what you want of it. Now, uh, we are... What are we through? We've got about five, maybe 10 minutes left. This is Talking Trade Live with On The Tools. Joining me today is Andy the Spark and Jack the Heating Engineer. Are we, as construction workers, going back to work too soon? 
please keep the comments coming in. Um, well, th this is a good one. John Kirkham, he works for a property maintenance company, a large letting agent through, although our work is essential, most tenants won't let us in the property, so we're stuck. So this is the other side of the coin, Andy. Yeah, that's the, that's the nightmare part of it, isn't it? And um, yeah, that uh, that is that that's going to be hard. Isn't it? If no one's going to let you in, you can't force your way in through the door. So how can you put your invoice in for the work that you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. So again, again, this has got to be split two ways. Is he on the books or is he self-employed? If he's self-employed, it's very very. If he's on the books, he's getting paid for his day's graft. So he could go there and smoke twenty fags in the van, still get paid. If he's self-employed, technically. It, can he invoice because he's not been allowed in? So again, this is back to the point, Jack, that all the construction workers were all one person doing one thing. It's absolute horseshit, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. Uh, it's an interesting point that one because there's a lot of social housing contracts up and down the country. Yeah. Well, I mean, t t t it's hard to get into to uh, tenanted dwellings anyway, as it is. Let alone obviously adding this to the mix. So I mean, yeah, you'd want to be protecting yourself financially. If you're, if you're going around knocking on doors all day, but you know you're not guaranteed anything. Have you, have you seen about these um, the the banks back loan? Yes, yes. I mean, got one. Yeah, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. I was I was doing some work in an empty empty bakery, and this, the the guy basically was on his on his mobile phone um, applying for this loan. It was it was twenty tick questions. He pressed enter at the end, and it just came back and said, you've, you've been accepted. There'll be 45 grand in your, your bank account tomorrow. In one way, it's quite scary that they're giving away so much money. But but just just remember, if you're, you're a business and you're absolutely crapping yourself and you, you haven't got any money or anything like that, and you can't do anything to get in, do look at those banks back loans because the terms on it are fantastic. You don't have to pay anything back for yeah. an entire 12 months. Yeah. And then the interest rates on it on 2.5%. I mean, don't... So I, I mentioned it to my wife. She goes, "Oh, perhaps you could get a new carpet in the house." It's not. It's not meant for that. <laughs> it's, it's just to help you. Don't let the old woman know she'll go to spend it. Yeah, she'd always spend that. Money. Uh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. For, well, let's, you know, let's quickly talk about this bounce back loan. I've I've been looking at it. Um, as you say, Andy, it's nothing to pay for a whole year. Then a very very low interest rate. Very simple application, as you say. It's a few tick box questions. And also, if I'm reading this right, you don't have to personally underwrite it for your limited company. No, so I don't think it's even a credit check. Is, is that like saying, Andy, do you want 30 grand? If you can't pay it back, don't worry. Uh, well, I spoke to someone financial about that because um, this guy was saying, well, what about if I took the money and then I declared myself bankrupt? I could, yeah. I could keep that money. And I said to this, the financial guy, goes, never, ever do that because you won't be able to set a business up for six years. I, mean, I don't understand legal complications of business, um, closing down and things like that. But he said, you'll never be able to, you'll be under the microscope for six years. So tell your friend not to do it. He wasn't going to do it. But you know, when you see schemes that are as amazing as that seem too good to be true, you think there's going to be some people out there that are going to somehow cheat that that system but it's it just just to make it clear if you have if you haven't heard about it and you're sat there struggling and you have your business unfortunately um look into it and any bank's doing it uh, and i know my bank hsbc they're even taking on uh, customers that aren't haven't got accounts of hsbc yeah. it's yeah. such an easy thing to do the interest yeah. rate is really low and it will carry you through this you know this unsettling period well, I just, I've, just, um, I've been through the whole process and it was um, it was really easy. I think I had the money within 48 hours. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Obviously, it's 
my, my sort of take on our situation at the moment is I'm sort of using that bounce back loan to um, really push my business when when normality does resume. Um, and I think that's sort of tied into like the government guidance to get us all back to work now. I think it's clearly becoming apparent where they're just trying to get things moving that bit more. And it's just obviously doing that in a way where we don't have this second wave. But yeah, honestly, they are worth looking at hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. You've got to use it in the right way. Like this, this Baker guy. He's, he's when the um, when it came through because I was working there the next thing. So I, I, he applied for two. So he's got like a hundred grand now. And he said, right, that's the new shop. That's the new shop. So we're going to buy a shop in Oxford. This is going to pay for that. Where before, yeah. if I had that money, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have gone for the shop because because of the financial climate. So he and, and but it sounds like yourself are using it in the right way. We can't we can't buy carpets of it. <laughs> Just if you have just logged on and tuned in, um, the show is coming to an end. But um, Andy and Jack have raised great points. If you are struggling, um, in my opinion, the bounce back loan, if you Google bounce back loan, you can get Barclays, HSBC, Lloyds. Uh, there's a lot of lenders doing it. You don't pay anything for the first year. Uh, the questions are um, pretty straightforward to fill in. It's a tick box thing and you get the money by the sounds of it fairly quickly. Uh, do look into it if you're looking at doing a sly one, taking that money and having to spend up and then shutting the company down. Because as Andy says, you can't you can't be a director of a new company, although um, there are ways of getting around that. But um, thank you ever so much for all the comments coming in. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, I hope that you found this interesting. It's a great opportunity for us trades to get all this angst and confusion and anger off our chests. Uh, a big thank you to Andy the Spark and Jack the Heating Engineer. Um, they're going to hopefully be able to continue working like a lot of us. I haven't personally gone back yet, um, but again, it's. Um, I think one thing we've got from this talk today is the guidelines are as clear as mud, and also they're being put together by clowns in suits that have not even got a clue uh, what is going on you know they wouldn't know what a bit of scratch is you know how to knock up a bit of muck we've got to start getting us trades people involved so we can get messages out to construction workers that are clear because at the moment it is absolutely uh unclear and not good for anybody's health mental or physical going back to work but thanks again for joining us we'll be back next week um Andy the Spark is off to uh, count his 50s up because we all know that Sparks earn far every too much. Time, every uh, time. engineers aren't far behind, so um, Jack's going to be collecting his 20s and um, having a spend up. Um, I'm going to go and sign on. Uh, I've been Andy, and thanks again, Andy and Jack. We'll see you next week. Cheers for now. Thanks a lot, mate. Bye. Cheers.